0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I am so thrilled to be here with Carrie Jaroslow, and we're going to be talking about three steps to developing a daily practical and maintainable self-care practice. And I'm really excited about that little maintainable piece. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you with your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zelmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I've published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. And today, my guest is Carrie Jaroslow, and she is an international award winning bestselling author, intuitive, and relationship coach. She helps people heal from heartbreak by sharing the secrets to finding and maintaining empowering, conscious relationships. She has previously worked as a commercial casting director, an artistic director for the international show Blue Man Group, and a massage therapist. She has owned a combination vineyard and winery in Yadkin Valley, North Carolina. The one constant in her life has been her own path of self-evolution. In her spare time, she enjoys yoga, hiking, and music, and she lives with her supportive husband and two children in the foothills of North Carolina. Welcome to the podcast, Carrie. I'm so
1: thrilled to be here with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm so excited to be here. I love what you're doing. Thank you. I'm really
0: excited about this topic. And, you know, like you said, I said in the beginning, uh, developing a daily practical and maintainable self-care practice. Cause I think so many people think self-care is, you know, getting a mani-pedi going for a massage. And I mean, don't get me wrong. That is self-care, but that's not like core self-care. That's not maintainable. That's, you know, that's something you do um, sort of as an extravagance, right? When you have the time Mm -hmm. or the money. Um, So I'm really excited to jump into this. So I'm just going to kind of turn it to you and um, let's dive in.
1: Yeah. I love what you say about, you know, people's perceptions of what self-care is, because really when you come down to what is, the um, purpose of self care. It is about establishing a connection with self. Mm -hmm. And um, many times our life gets so busy that we lose the connection to ourselves and we need to reestablish it. And there are times with people that never have a connection to themselves. So they have to actually Start from scratch. Who am I? Um, the, the way that I came about my self-care practice is it was 2016. My kids were um, three years old and seven, and I owned a business, and I, it was nonstop. I have been doing yoga since 1993, my first uh, Hatha yoga class in New York City um, at the Himalayan Institute. That was before yoga, you know, classes were on every Mm -hmm. corner. It was really just a class about yoga and, um, you know, and then I remember being in my, in my apartment on 71st and Columbus in New York City with my little Rodney Yee tapes because I didn't have the money to go to a yoga studio you know so I would have my little tape and do it but and then, you know, fast forward to moving to Las Vegas and and having the ability now, the money to maybe go to a yoga studio, but really not the time with my job. Um, I did have a little stint as a yoga studio manager and I have my healing room there. So that was the most i had ever d- done yoga, maybe four days a week. Um, but really at this point, And my life that that moment where I felt so lost in 2016, I was not doing anything for myself. And I'm an older mom. I had my kids at 38 and 43. So I developed, you know, some kind of like sense of self. But at that point, I was totally lost. And I I knew something had to change. The way that I was looking at self-care was not going to work for my life. And so I asked myself, like, what can I commit to? And so I started with committing to 30 days of yoga. And what I decided was that I was going to have a minimum practice. And my minimum practice was going to be three sun salutations. So if I got on my mat and I did three sun salutations, which, you know, takes maybe three to five minutes, that I would be, that would be my self-care for the day. And I will have made it and, you know, and done something for myself. And I started by writing it down in a journal, day one of 30. And, and, and what I did, Um, I would do little 30 day challenges on YouTube. I find, you know, yoga teachers on YouTube um, that would be doing a 30 day challenge that was no longer than 10 to 15 minutes. And many times I do yoga with my little three-year-old coming in and out of the room, climbing under me, over me, you know, days where I didn't want to be there. I was too tired, but I still just kept doing it and documenting it. And before I knew it, the first year had gone and I had done yoga every day. Wow. Now I had even had an injury my around like the 28th day I was doing, um, crow. And my shoulder gave out. And so I had a really bad shoulder injury. And instead of saying, I've got a shoulder injury, I've got to stop. I just said, what can I do? And I switched to Kundalini yoga, which was just a little bit different. Yes. Body a little bit differently. And I started to do, I found a Kundalini yoga challenge on YouTube and I ended up doing that. And so, and I even spent an overnight in the hospital. What did I do? I did yoga Nidra. I just like, I, you know, I was like, what can I do? That is yoga for me that I can do in this situation. And so I got to the end of the year and I was like, wow, I did it a year. Oh my God. And I, and I started to feel different. It's about like eight months into it. It was just consistency. I started to feel different. And then I made it through my second year. And then I made it through my third year and my fourth year, and I'm about to make it through my fifth year. That's and amazing. it's, it, it, it was, it, it was a total shift of what self-care looks like for me before 2000, my 2016 self says yoga a an hour class at the yoga studio, you know, or, um, you know, going on a hike for an hour. But what I found and what was really, um, Just mind blowing for me was showing up every day, consistency, Mm -hmm. shortening it, doing something that I knew I could show up and do and doing it every day and documenting it. And those are the three steps that we'll talk about a little bit more, you know, in detail, but Mm -hmm. that got me to this time. Um, And the incredible thing is the awareness of myself and honoring and listening to myself. So I'm an Ashtanga. I love Ashtanga yoga. The primary series is like, I mean, I can't do half, uh, you know, at least a third of those poses, but I love it. I love the movement of it. It's a meditation. It's the same every time. I just can get into you know, being quiet and get, let my body move. And I realized that there are just months of my life I don't want to move like that. And instead of pushing myself, I allowed myself to do restorative classes. And that's what I do a lot of the time is a 15 minute restorative YouTube class where I allow myself to release my day, process what happened, connect to
0: myself,
1: you know, and it's so similar to my
0: journey in a way. Um, I had an accident. I fell on the ice and landed on my head and in the process, I tore all sorts of muscles in my sternum, my neck, my shoulders. Um, so I I knew the yoga was what I needed, but I physically couldn't do yoga. Like I couldn't do so many of the poses. And so my yoga instructor helped me find five things I could do. I could do cat cow. I could do supine twists. I could do Eagle arms. Um, and, uh, oh, I can't think of the other one. Um, but I just did them every day for five to 10 minutes, however long it took me. And that was it. And some days I do it twice a day, but as time went on, I got more strength. I got more balance. Um, And, you know, it was so profound to reflect on, right? Like people think yoga means an hour to 90 minutes of my day. Plus I got to travel back and forth to the studio. No, it can be as simple as five minutes. Mm -hmm. And it It may just be meditation.
1: Exactly. And you can, you can wrap your head around that. We all spend an extra five minutes on social media. A lot of us do not maybe all, but a lot of us do five minutes on social media that we could just pull back, you know, pull back and give that gift to ourselves. And Mm -hmm. didn't you find the consistency Mm -hmm. is what really started to make a difference?
0: Yes. And after, I don't know, two, three weeks, somewhere in there, it was like, Oh, I didn't do my yoga yet. Like it turned into this, like, Oh, I have to do it today. Like I
1: didn't (laughs) want to miss the day. Like it kind of became a challenge, right? Yes. That is how it, that is how it becomes. And it's so interesting because now my kids are eight and 12, almost 13. And my 12 year old says to me all the time, mom, did you do your yoga? I don't want to keep you from your yoga. You've got to keep going. (laughs) So now they're like hearing me on. Are they doing it with you yet? So they do yoga in their school and, oh, cool. um, sometimes they'll come up and do it and do it next to mm-hmm. me. I, us- awesome. I usually do yoga late at night because I, I do a lot of energy work in the daytime. And not only that, I'm an empath and I take on a yeah. lot yeah. of energy during the day. And so for me, um, like clearing my energy at the end of the day is usually really important in processing the things that I didn't have to process because I didn't have, the mental mind space to do it. Um, so typically I'm doing it later than they're awake, but when I do do it during the day, they come up and do some down dogs and things with me.
0: You know, like I don't remember yoga at all as a child. Like I know it existed. It's existed for hundreds of years. Um, but like, I never heard of it. till I was in college (laughs) and that's when I, you know, in the nineties, when I got introduced to it. And so I think it's so, am- and I never heard of meditation either, any of that. Um, and so I think it's so cool. The kids are being introduced to it and like yours are doing it in school, um, you know, at such yeah. a young age, because the younger we can learn these things, mm-hmm. right, the more they just sort of become part of our life.
1: Yeah. You know, they go to an amazing school and they actually practice mindfulness and yoga and a lot of outdoor stuff. And you, know, I just co-authored a book called A New Paradigm of Education. And my chapter is all about teaching children how to go within. And part of that is through these practices of, you know, Tai Chi, Qigong, um, yoga, mindfulness really helps. And, and there's so much stress these days you know, for our kids and also for ourselves. There's just so much going on that we need this space to find ourselves again and to be able to go out in the world to connect with people authentically to know who we are. We have to know who we are first. And Mm, what I have found is that self-care practice helps me to understand the ever-evolving me because we're not stagnant we're, you know, always shifting and changing. And so to have that self-care practice is where we get to, you know, understand ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm. So Carrie, let's maybe dive into your three steps. Um, You know, I kind of, I kind of have a suspicion of where this is going now, having heard your story. Um, So yeah, let's jump into those three
1: steps. Yes. Yeah, so, my step number one that I talk talk to people about is a list of things that feed their mind, body, and spirit. Um, to sit and think about what are things I really love doing, and and experiencing. So, um, I, I actually have this freebie on my website that kind of breaks it down into mind, body, spirit. So, um, and it's different for everyone. Now, for me, I found that yoga was it was has been and is the thing that combines mind body and spirit that I am happy to do every day there's so many different kinds of yogas and I like them all and you know meditation it's all like so I that's why I honed in on yoga but that's not that for everyone and so um what are things that you love to do So if exercise for us is a task, I got to make myself go to the gym to lift weights. That would not be on your list. Um, You know, things like outside of the box a little bit like music. I love music. And when Mm. I put on a song and sing for three minutes, that to me is self-care. Dancing, walking my dog, um, just going out at night and looking at the stars. you know, people knitting, biking, mm-hmm. um, you know, all different things, things outside. I tell people to think about things outside, things inside, things you do when it's raining, things you do, you know, when it's, you know, beautiful out. Um, I also give this like, what do you do? It's 11 o'clock at night and you it, you have to get yourself care in. What would that look like? Um, so coming up with many different things and writing them out. Um, yeah, you know,
0: I was going to say like, it doesn't have to be physical, right? Like people think self-care has to be like working out or, you know, doing an asana practice. It, it can be reading a book. It can be listening to a
1: podcast. Um,
0: you know, it, it doesn't have to be physical.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. It can be, um, uh, so this is a crazy thing that I, it is self-care for me in the weirdest way. I know I'm a little weird sometimes, but <laughs> I love sweeping, not oh. like rigorous sweeping, but I love sweeping and, and, it, and I love it because it's very symbolic for me. It's like cleaning the dust away. So it helps yep. to kind of clear my mind. So I have that on my self-care list. Um, journaling, journaling, just writing things out and it doesn't have to be, um, you know, anything major. It can just be, you know, like the artist way, if you've ever done that by Julia Cameron, she does these morning pages. And I did that for a long time. And sometimes I would just write for the whole page. I love this pen. I love the way this pen writes. This pen is great. I love this pen. It feels so good. It's so smooth, you know? So it's like, I think if we allow ourselves to let go of the expectations um, of what it has to be or what it should Mm -hmm. be, and just think of very simple tasks, even sitting with your hand over your heart and your belly and following your breath for two minutes is self-care. Yeah. And even if you do that and your mind is in a million different places, that's okay too. And you can do that sitting
0: in the car line at school, picking up your kids, right? You have five minutes to wait for your kids to get out of school. Or in some cases, it's like 20 minutes to get through the school line. Um, So you can just sit there, like you said, with your hands over your heart, practice your breath work.
1: You you might get
0: interrupted
1: during it and that's fine. Absolutely. And moving past the the thought pattern of, I didn't do it the way I should have. I Mm, must not be doing it right. I'm just going to give up. It it was a lot of times where I was on my mat and I, when my mind was in every different place, especially my mind was also thinking I didn't want to be there, but I allowed myself to be there and that was okay. It was just okay to be there. Um, And I showed up the next day.
0: Yeah. Yep. Releasing that judgment is huge.
1: You know, mm-hmm. just
0: it's not good or bad. It just is. You're here. And yeah. your brain is normal if it starts wandering.
1: <laughs> that, it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that, that kind of self care and, and coming to self care in that way helps you to learn self compassion and self love. We yeah. have such huge expectations on ourselves. I know I do. And it causes more stress. Then motivates me to be do any more. It really, there are times when I will, I have a list as long as can be. And I just say, you know what? I need to put that away and get on my yoga mat and do my yoga and do my self care at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. Or, oh, here's the one for me a huge self care thing is taking a bath or a shower. I, that's where I come up with a lot of my writing. Me and too. I, clear off, right? Like, like clear. It's like so symbolic of clearing things off and sitting in a bath or taking a shower. I'll do that maybe three times a day. Sometimes in the winter, it's like oh, I'm going back in the shower. Um, and, uh, and, and that's how I have self-care for myself on that day.
0: Yeah. I love it. And so what's step two.
1: So step two is coming up with a minimum practice. This mm-hmm. is you can come up with one minimum practice. You can come up with three minimum practices. This is something that takes no longer than five minutes. So for me, that's the three sun salutations. It could be sitting with hands on heart, breathing for two minutes. It could be journaling for two minutes, but it is the minimum practice that you know either you have no time you've been so busy it's 11:45 oh my god i got to get my self care practice in the next 15 minutes you know you have it in your back pocket you know mm-hmm. you're not sometimes when we get to that place of i got to do self care what do i want to do <clears throat> right it, that's it's overwhelming is, right but if we have our minimum practice i know that i can just pull it out of my little piece of paper here's my minimum practice which one am i going to choose i'm going to do that one it it just sets us up for more success. And that's really what we want to do in this practice is set ourselves up to feel that success of showing up for ourselves. And when we have too long of a practice or too much of an expectation, it's like we're setting ourselves up for failure. And we want to reprogram that idea, that that feeling of success in our body.
0: And don't you find like, okay, I'm just going to do this five minutes. I got to get it in. I got to get it done. And then you start doing it. And then the next thing you know, it's been 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Once you start doing it, you're like, oh, you just feel that tension release. And I know there's so many days, like, I don't want to teach my yoga class. And then I start it and I feel so amazing afterwards. Yes.
1: Yes. And so if we have that that technique to get ourselves to just get ourselves there then we many times do that many times i start and i'm like i can't even imagine doing five minutes of yoga but i get up in a down dog and i'm like oh my god this feels so good my body feels tight and this is just it just feels so good and again the consistency is what helps to program that into ourselves and into mm, our body yeah love that. Yeah. So should we go on to number three? Yes. Okay. Number three is documented to hold yourself accountable. Okay. So I look at my list and I'm on day. Um, I think there's, I'm on day like 1740, but I write every year. I start with one well i started with one d- day one out of 30 and i wrote down what i did and by the time i got to 30 out of 30 i moved it to 30 out of 60 uh i guess it was february so you know whatever that that to that month was and then in march i'm like i'm going to 365 so it was like you know day whatever out of 365 and I write down what I do. I star it if it felt really good. Like I do a lot of my stuff on YouTube. I'm so thankful for all the incredible content that Mm -hmm. people put out there for free, for free. And I will write down the class and start if I like it or make a note as to something that came up. And I just do that every day. And I have, I have journals and journals and journals of and, and, and right now I'm so busy that it's really just day, what out of what the date and what I do, that's it. There's been times where I've, you know, writ, written about it, um, you know, done a little bit more journaling and now I just list it and that holds myself accountable for it. Um, I, and showing up every day because I know I've showed up for 1700 and some days, I am going to show up the next day. Um, so that has really helped me see that I can do this, and that i'm that I'm showing up for myself. And it has really changed my life. And so many people that I talk to who have a consistent daily practice um, have that same experience where they feel like it's very cumulative, and um, they they really see changes in their mental state. Um, and in their spirit state as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, Carrie, I took so many notes. I love this. Okay. Like so, so simple really to implement. You don't need any money or membership. Um, you don't need any special skills. You just do mm-hmm. it. You know, you start with something like you had given the example, like knitting, you know, like anyone that's a knitter, maybe it's just sitting and knitting for five minutes and that might turn into an hour, right? Like once you start getting into it um, and that's what self-care is about, just doing something you enjoy, something mm-hmm. that can help you just unwind settle your body, not think about, you know, like the whole mindfulness thing, you know, not thinking about what you have to do in two hours, Mm -hmm. not thinking about what you messed up this morning or yesterday. It's just right here, right now and being with yourself.
1: Yeah. And it begins to also give you the space to, like I said, connect to yourself and get to know yourself. You know, if you're doing a lot of times in yoga, if I've had a hard day or really challenging interaction, I believe that everything comes from me, that I, I bring everything into my life to understand what something that I'm ready to heal. And so I'll go on my yoga mat with that intention. What is it? What it was this experience showing me today? I may not even understand it for days, weeks or months after that, but the inquiry starts in my self-care in that reconnection to self. Um so yeah it's it's and I feel like if we all were able to do this and understand ourselves more that we would begin to take the blame for our experience off of others mm-hmm. do the inner work to mm-hmm. heal humanity heal interactions yeah. with people.
0: Mm. Yeah that's that's a beautiful thought. And just taking accountability, you know, and and I think that that's a huge point of you know you might be blaming someone else for their actions, but what does blaming someone else do for you? Nothing, just stress, you know. And if you can turn inward and you know just take some accountability for it mm-hmm. and just let it go, right? Releasing, yeah. It.
1: That that's how I shifted my. So many things in my life by taking the blame off of another and looking at what it is for me. And that's what I lead my clients through. It's, it's the only permanent way to experience shifts mm-hmm. in your life.
0: I love it. Well, Carrie, this has been such a wonderful conversation and mm-hmm. I want to make sure people can connect with you. Um, your website is carriegeraslow.com. And I do have mm-hmm. a clickable link in the show notes. Awesome. Um, but just let us know, you said you have a freebie on your website, um, earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so let us know what, um, you're working on and what, how people can connect with you.
1: Yeah, so you can go to my website and get my freebie, and it really provide. It's a worksheet that provides um, you an easy way to go through these three steps. Um, and I'm also about to launch a self care course that's going to go deeper into these things, deeper into what are the blocks that keep you from it, what are solutions that you can come up with, why would you want to do, you know, we go deeper into this because. Um, because it's really that foundational of any healing journey is this, is this relationship with self. So yeah. um, I'll be launching that soon, that self-care and I call it sacred self-care. Um, and uh, yeah, we're continuing to do relationship coaching um, because I believe that when we heal our relationships and come from a conscious place, again, we have the capacity to heal the world, if we can learn how to consciously relate. So I coach on that and teach on that as well.
0: Awesome. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being here today. This has been just a wonderful conversation.
1: Thank you, Amy. I have loved connecting with you and I love what you're doing. You are speaking truth, girl. (laughs) Mm, Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you have enjoyed today's episode and please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you were listening to help others who are on their own wellness journey, discover this podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode.